With another JFL in the can, we're getting back to basics and checking in with comics on both coasts about podcasts, comedy albums, and standing up in a post-COVID world. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. All right. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, and of course, coast to coast, Canada wide, and if you happen to have the internet worldwide on the Global News Radio Network. And of course, we're coming out of festival season, or at least what festival season looks like during COVID. Last week, of course, we were talking all things JFL with this year's digital version of Just for Last. Now we're getting back to the basics. I'm on the line. We're still remote. I've got Vince Producer, our uh, Vince Producer, Vince <laughs> our producer. Over at Cassidy Tedesco. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Vince Producer. I like that. Vince Tedesco. Vince Vince Producer. There you go. So, I mean, yeah, last couple weeks we were talking JFL. Of course, it's a different animal this year, the festival, but it's back. They stream the whole thing. It's online. Uh, So now, Vince, we're checking in with a couple of comics on both coasts in New York and in Vancouver. And just sort of, in a way, I guess, getting back to basics, right? I mean, what shows are creeping back? People are releasing albums. What's happening with podcasts right now? And just sort of... What does it look like out there now that the stages are kind of opening back up again? Yeah, I love it how you call this festival season. Did you blink? Did you miss it? Because that was pretty much, pretty much the yeah. season of festivals. Festival season got reduced down to a fine three-day soft this year. That's what happened. Uh, but it's Normally, nice that comedy is, is slowly getting recognized again. But I don't know, with this second wave approaching, I don't know how bad it's going to get. I don't know how how much of a stranglehold it'll have on the arts and entertainment world. Uh, Comedians don't seem to mind, though. That's the thing, too. I mean, last week when we were talking JFL, of course, we just found out that that Montreal and Quebec were completely shutting down. So, I mean, normally the entire summer is consumed by Just for Laughs in Montreal. Heading into the fall here in Toronto, we go into the spinoff version, JFL 42, and, of course, TIFF and all that stuff. So all of those things just kind of got pushed back and distilled down into like online events and a couple days worth of shows. So we're going to check in with Carmen Lynch in New York and find out what she's working on and what standup is like there coming back from all of this and how different that's going to be. And then later on, we've got John Cullen out in Vancouver with a brand new album right here on Inside Jokes. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. And we've been saying that slogan for like six months now when there's been no back row to speak of whatsoever. Now there kind of is. Live shows are kind of happening-ish in some places all over the place, but we'll see what happens with the second wave. But first we're checking in with Carmen Lynch out in New York and uh, just what's going on there and what comedy is going to look like after all this. Carmen, first off, I know there's a loaded question for a lot of comics in the States right now, but how are you doing? I'm okay. Thank you. I'm I'm a little jealous that you guys are in Canada. I can't lie. Um, it's very strange out here, and 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 I feel like we even have we haven't even really peaked with uh, craziness. Uh, the elections are obviously around the corner, so uh, hold on tight. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing too. I mean, as outside observers, and I think you know, pro- more people I think in Canada last week were watching the Trump Biden debate than we've ever watched 
probably than more people could could name anybody else in our politics other than our current prime minister. We were all tuned into that. But it's so surreal because in America, the election cycle is always such a massive circus and it's sort of this never ending sideshow. It's almost like the second you take the oath of office, you're immediately just in reelection mode. COVID has completely even put that for the most part on the backseat. I mean, it's only right now that people are really talking about the election again. Everything's just been pandemic mode. Yeah. And, and you know, the fact that Trump has it in quotes, because I don't believe anything that comes out of the White House, uh, everything just feels like, a, you know, like a tactic, you know, so... I, I don't even know. It's it's it, as soon as you think it's like reached its its highest point of embarrassment, it just gets worse. <laughs> well, and that's it's a, yeah, that's an interesting point too. I mean, it's almost like because who knows what to believe? It's almost like because he he has it, quote unquote, as you said, and then he comes out three days later and he goes, "I have it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Nothing to worry about." <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like two hundred and ten, two hundred fifteen thousand people that have been, you know wiped out by this. it's a very serious it's a real thing but then you've got the the same guy who six months ago by the way was telling everybody just drink some bleach it's fine yeah and then you have these doctors who i kind of feel bad for because i'm sure they're like they've been told not to say certain things you know but even that is like should that even be legal they should be uh, you know they should tell the truth, but you just, it feels like they're not answering the questions and it's just, everything is just like, where's our leader? We need a new person. Like, please get this man out of here. You know? I think it's almost, I mean, and now SNL, of course, finally is coming back to doing live audiences and doing the show live in the studio again. However different that is obviously. So things, things are sort of starting to creep back slowly, but it's almost like, you know, for people who are in the satire business and in the political comedy business, it's almost like you look at this stuff and go, wow, there's so much ripe to lampoon here. But at the same time, it's like we've also been stuck at home for seven months, just inundated with this 24 hour insane news cycle that this year has been. Do you almost I feel like people maybe almost need a break from that. Like you, you have to address all the things going on. But at the same time, it's like that's all we've been doing since we've been frozen in this state this entire year. Yeah, and I think people are are also bored and frustrated and anxious and lonely if they're alone um, or even lonely if they're stuck with their family. Like, who knows, you know, so everybody, you know, that they have that saying, like, you know, your true character is revealed in a crisis. So, you know, who knows if you're if you're being more of what you shouldn't be. (laughs) That's the thing. I mean, (laughs) even if you take the the politics out and whether you're, you know, wherever you happen to skew on that line i mean even for the most ardent trump supporters i mean you know because four years ago everybody was sitting there going there's no way this will ever happen this is all just a shtick it's going to go away there's no way and i mean you had all these people in sort of overlooked places and there was a lot of people who thought no you know what this guy is not part of the machine he's out there for us i don't know how they ever bought into that but that's sort of where they were coming from do you think i mean i i can't think of any other worse pr thing than the mishandling of a first global pandemic in a century. Do you think that's enough to actually finally put the nail in the coffin of him being in the White House? Or do you think there's still a chance that those same people are going to be like, no, this is our guy? I don't think I don't think those people care. You know, I mean, I think they are more they're sticking to their party. Like, you know, I love my parents to death. 
but they are Trump voters, you yeah. know, and it makes it very awkward for Thanksgiving. But I still love them. We just don't talk about politics very much. But I mean, they they hate Democrats more than they hate Trump. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if he, you know, does this, they'll just look at it like, oh, well, he did mishandle that. But, you know, he's still better than insert any Democrat, you know? Yeah, which I don't. There is some sort of I I mean, you know, he's and we won't talk about Trump forever. (laughs) He is. He's 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 a walking he's a walking showpiece. I mean, this is a reality television president. I mean, I have aunts and uncles here. Same thing that are just diehard ardent. They'll leave the room if you if you, you know, start attacking Trump. And it's like, you guys aren't even American. You're not not even American. (laughs) You know, I have the uncle, the typical uncle who was like he was he was the hippie who got, you know, he was given the ultimatum growing up of cut your hair or move out of the house. And he picked move out of the house. He was literally that. And now he's like got the mega hat and all the Trump stuff. And we don't even live in America. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to sway those people, but, but for you, I mean, it's such a crazy year. I mean, obviously for comics, for working comics, you're sort of on pause, you're stuck at home. You're maybe using this as writing time, but there's so many surreal and larger than life things all happening at once. I mean, you've got the the West coast is on fire and COVID is sweeping across the continent and doing damage. And you've got this crazy election going on and you have this, political movement sweeping across the planet, all these things all at the same time. I think in New York, you're in in particularly a unique spot because New York, of course, was hit especially hard by COVID. And New York and comedy is, I mean, you guys are, you guys are known for those small cult intimate clubs, those small comedy clubs where you're in the room and you're doing FaceTime with the audience. How different do you think standup is going to look like in those meccas in New York after all of this? I don't know. I mean, right now it does feel like the end of the world, but it does, it is very nice that they have these park shows. Like um, I wasn't here for the whole summer because I was quarantining and like different places. But, um, but, you know, I got back here after the 4th of July and it was just really nice to have these, even these small intimate groups in parks listening, you know, to you tell jokes because it's just, it makes you realize like how how much of stand up it feels like therapy. It's just to get out and just say whatever you want. And it's very, you know, um, almost like I guess it's narcissistic because it's like, I want to say what I want and I want you to listen to me. Um, I don't care if I'm in a park, you know, with with birds and dogs yelling and homeless people like I'm going to do it anyway. And it, 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 it feels good. But the winter, I think, is what people are more concerned about because you know, now the light, the sun is, is setting way sooner. And so everybody's like moving their times of their shows to like 4 p.m. You know, everything's like sort of in the afternoon. Um, and, you know, this is all we can do right now. And it, it still feels really good. Like I did a, a penthouse rooftop the other day and, uh, and I was like, all right, well, you know, we're, we're adjusting to what we can do. But um, but the winter, I think, is is it depends on how bad it gets, because that's, you know, we're not going to have people come out in the snow to see us. And did you end up doing I mean, we talked to a lot of comics all over the states and Canada and and elsewhere. We'll come back from break with this. I'm curious if you did. uh, I don't want to call it folding in the (laughs) towel, but 
dip your feet into some of these live streaming and Zoom shows and all that that were happening because we heard from a lot of comics that was pretty surprising, some of the people who actually did jump into those and what their thoughts were. We're going to come back with more Carmen Lynch in New York on Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Roddy Colmer. And Jay Brody. And you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking to Carmen Lynch out in New York and just what the heck does comedy look like out there right now and what's happening. So, Carmen, yeah, before the break, we were talking about, you know, everybody, you know, where people are sort of working with what we've been dealt. There's shows happening in outdoor spaces. There's sort of new formats popping up because people are just trying to find workarounds and trying to, I think audiences really need this just as much as comics need that sort of therapeutic purge again at this point because i think when 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 all of this first started a lot of people in comedy were looking at this and going well how much of this is ego or is this really an essential thing and i mean but this is like such a shared crisis that's been dragging on for so long now i think we really it is it is important not to underestimate how much people probably do need sort of that release but we talked to a lot of comics all over the place. Jim Gaffigan was on a little while ago and said he tried out some of these. Did you did you do any of these like live online streaming stand up sets during all this? I did. I, those were actually the first ones I did when we were quarantined. Um, and you know they're very strange. Like you know you feel like you're bombing because half of these people are on mute or they're afraid to laugh or. You know, they're they leave their their mute button off and they're doing the dishes and they're yelling and it's just such a mess, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but th- those are a little more uh, I fi- I don't find those as enjoyable sometimes. But the good part about those is that, you know, you don't have to wear real pants and you can just sit on the couch and you don't have anywhere to go when you're done, like you're home so quickly, you know, because you're there. So there are advantages to that, but, but I, I miss like the, you know, the seedy basements, like the cellar and, and all those fun rooms where you can just hear your laughs and they bounce back. And now it's just like, you know, you're outside and, and, and you, you, everything's like bouncing off the sky, you know? So, but, uh, but at first I was like, I don't need to do this. Like I'm enjoying cooking at night and hanging out with my boyfriend, like a real person, um and then i you know i i tried some and i'm like well this feels good every once in a while it feels like i'm still a performer (laughs) and that's the thing is finding that balance i mean there's a lot of comics who were talking about what you just touched on too it's like you know stand-up is such a it's it's one of those lifestyle careers where it's like you're constantly out there doing it you're constantly out there honing material and getting stage time and spinning a bunch of plates so it's like a lot of people in comedy don't get that chance to sort of step back every once in a while and regroup and, and, you know, just enjoy friends and enjoy family and just be that real person and not a stage version of themselves and just have that sort of work life balance, which we were all forced into during this. Well, you get so, so caught up in the, um, you know, I, I can't speak for everyone, but with me, like 
I was doing the road so much that it's like you're caught up with doing and doing and what's next in the airport and pack and unpack and this and that. And then it all stops. And then you're suddenly you suddenly have all this time. And I just became very anxious. I was like, well, what shouldn't I be at the airport right now? You know, yeah. um, and then it just it, it just kind of makes you face your own like, well, what am I doing? Maybe I should just enjoy being me for a while instead of what I'm doing, you know. And then when I slowed down a little bit, I found that writing was actually easier because I was just trying to sit. This is so like deep, but I was just trying to stay present in that moment. And now I'm like, oh, I, I, I can do this COVID thing. It's making me write a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's such a double-edged sword because a lot of comics can't write unless they're out on stage every night. But it's there's a catch-22 to that because it's like if you're always out touring and doing the stage and, and putting in that time, you don't have that time to sort of take in the small life moments and new experiences that then generate new material for you. Yeah. One or thing I was curious like about happy with yourself. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. To actually, yeah. Check in with yourself and not be, you know, cause even, every comic, regardless of sort of what your voice is up there or what your approach is, you're all, everybody is sort of like an extreme version of yourself in some way up there. So it's sort of checking back in with yes. yourself and, stepping out of that for you. I mean, one thing we've been touching on with a few comics is the late shows. I mean, now SNL of course is coming back to having a live audience, you know, American late shows have been six, seven months of, you know, Jimmy Fallon in the kitchen with his, well, his kids are coloring in the background. Like it's all, it's all changed over to that before. And of course you, you're no stranger to the late night circuit before, before this, you were hitting all those. And it was always such a uh, integral part of the comics schedule and sort of getting your name out there and getting your face that's going to be as important for comedians now is is going and doing is going and doing these late shows again like do you think that that's still going to have the power behind it for comics that it used to i don't know because i feel like it was already changing so much you know social media really changed everything and and like you know, comics like Andrew Schultz have really you know shown us that doing your own thing and putting it on your own platform is is really kind of such a big thing right now. So um, you know, I I've done like I think late night like six times, but you know, I have friends who who, who haven't done it at all and have you know more followers than I do. So I don't know, you know, it's it's it's. I think it's respectable and it's, I love doing them and it's, it really, you know, there's a skill to like tightening, making a set five minutes and it's, it's just fun all the time, but, but um, it doesn't change. It doesn't always change anything. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's a great little check mark to have, you know, the tonight show or Conan or Colbert, but, um, but there's so many options right now. I mean, I mean, Sarah Cooper is a great example of like, doing your own thing and, you know, with obviously with luck as well, you know, it can take you to a, an astronomical level. And, and so TikTok and all that stuff, I feel like is, is just part of the business right now. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't like it because, you know, I, I, you see it on Twitter all the time where like actors miss out on something because a YouTube star got the lead, but you know, what are you going to do about it? There's, there's nothing. You just got to, you know, jump in and, and do what you can. It is true. Yeah. It is just sort of where the times are going. It's the age now of like 
being able to build your own following and build your own audience. I mean, here at Just for Laughs and JFL 42 and all the big, big festivals here, we've seen that for way before COVID the last few years, we've seen all of a sudden gala spots and headliner spots at these festivals are, are being filled in by YouTubers, uh, you know, because while they have, two and a half million people that watch their channel. So they have an automatic audience. So, I mean, that's the way things were kind of moving in a, in a sense before this too. And you're totally right. I mean, those days of, you know, Carson calling you over to the couch after you're sad or going on and doing Letterman and having like uh, doing a weird sketch with him don't necessarily mean what it used to. Those used to be like, okay, this is a comic we're all going to know about now. This person just made it. And it's not necessarily that thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. It's it's just the you know changing of the time. It's like um, I love making videos and I love putting wigs on and I love you know whatever. Um, and you know some people are more into that than other people. So you just I think you just have to find your what makes you happy and just do that. For you, I mean, on the podcast side of things. Obviously, right now we're in a time where people are looking for content and everybody's sort of stuck at home and streaming things and trying to, like, forget about the the world melting around them. But, I mean, in the 2010s, podcasts became the dominant sort of calling card for comics. It was like that that sort of brought out this whole renewed sort of interest in stand-up comedy again. And then, of course, right behind that, you know, everybody and their dog started having a Netflix special, but it was really the podcast that sort of brought in this whole new audience. Do you think there's sort of a renewal of that right now during COVID where, where there's sort of like another new audience for podcasts again during this? I mean, it's definitely been, um, including myself, I've started a podcast with my boyfriend and during COVID and a lot of people have, and you know, I kick myself in the butt a little bit for not doing it sooner. But every podcast guru out there, you know, is like, it's never too late. And you're like, well, how many more podcasts do we need? And how am I going to find followers, you know, who have time to listen to mine, which means they'd have to stop listening to something they already enjoy. But, um, you know, content is something that clearly is, you know, you, you, you can just create your own. So you just got to do it. If my boyfriend and I, he always reminds me like, are we having fun, you know? And yes, we are. Of course, you know, you look at it and you're like, well, I want more Patreon, you know, for patrons to join my Patreon and all that. But, but you have to find the joy in it or it's just pointless. Yeah, true enough. Carmen Lynch, thank you so much. Uh, hopefully, I, I mean, we would love to see, obviously, those, those Mecca stand-up rooms in New York open back up again. Hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. But right now, the main thing obviously is just working and staying safe. But before we do let you go, uh, where can people also, by the way, download your album, uh, Vertically Obese? Oh, Vertically Obese is everywhere. iTunes, Amazon, um, Spotify, all those on my website at CarmenLynch.com. And uh, my podcast, The Human Centipod, is also on all of those, all of those. Which I love, yeah. And uh, it's really fun and silly, and we play games and sing songs and act stupid and talk about relationships. And uh, all my social media is at Carmen Comedian. Fantastic. All right, Carmen Lynch, thank you so much for us today, and stay safe, and hopefully we get to see you not back to just doing what you do 
regularly again, but also hopefully coming back up here to Canada and doing some shows again, too. Oh, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for having so much. Me. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks again to Carmen Lynch out in New York, and we're going to be right back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Carmen Lynch, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. Where am I? Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast to coast, Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network. And thank you again to Carmen Lynch out in New York. But now we're going to switch coasts and we're keeping it Canadian. We're going over to John Collin out in Vancouver. How's it going out there, John? Hey, Dean. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's going great. It's been a seasonably warm October so far, so it's uh, can't complain. I feel like the last few months, every time if we go to like New York or L.A. with an American comic and then bring it back home to a Canadian comic, just the simple how how is it going is such a different less loaded question for the Canadian guests. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Especially like, especially New York. I feel like it's just been really bad there. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it didn't feel that loaded when you asked it. I have to be honest. It really does. I mean, yes, obviously we have, you know, we have COVID here, but we have like our Canadian version where we're all sealed off and it's like a polite, it's a polite COVID. It's not, you know, we talk to New York or LA, they're like, eh, it's pandemonium, literally everything's are on fire and the election and blah, blah. And Canada is just, it's so even during, we just have such a quaint pandemic by comparison, don't we? Yeah, exactly. When, when we run into COVID on the sidewalk, we both say sorry. exactly one thing and of course we're going to get into so you have your upcoming second album long stories for no reason coming out that you're doing with uh comedy records for you i mean keeping like talking to comics all over the country the last few months and sort of watching things slowly creep back open again a lot of the live shows and sort of some of the smaller clubs and stuff really started opening up out west well before they did over here in toronto what sort of What's happening out in Vancouver right now? Like, what are live shows looking like? Is there a lot of that starting to happen again? How different is it from before? Um, I mean, it's it's definitely different for sure. Uh, the yeah, like you said, House of Comedy out here uh, opened up pretty early on. Um, as I'm sure you guys are aware, in the start of the pandemic, BC had some incredibly low numbers, um, like lower than almost any country on on the planet, um, lower than any of the other provinces. Um, so yeah, so House of Comedy felt comfortable opening up pretty early on. Um, and yeah, it's, things are starting to come back now a little bit. Um, the Yuck Yucks out here is still closed, but, um, but yeah, House of Comedy is still going strong and, and some of the shows are starting to return. Uh, they're doing a four night debater taping here at the end of the month. So it, it's starting to get a little more normal. I personally haven't done any shows, uh, since I recorded this album back in March, but, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of getting back into it here as we sort of figure out the protocols a little bit better and and you know make make the shows as safe as possible. And you you taped this album like really literally before everything hit the fan back literally. in early March. Yeah, literally like one week before. So I I recorded it at Yuck Yucks in Vancouver on March 6th and 7th, and then the following weekend, the 13th and 14th, Yuck Yucks was open, but I had heard that it was like 
a ton of people canceled their reservations and because that's when things were starting to get a little dicey. So the club was maybe at half capacity that weekend. And then the weekend after that, it was shut down and it hasn't reopened. So we're talking like if, if I was scheduled to do this, even two weeks later, we're talking about you and me would be talking in 2022 about my album coming out. So (laughs) it's truly wild. It really is. And I mean, for you, obviously every comic has sort of a different approach and how they've dealt with this. It's sort of been like this forced, definitely. I don't want to say vacation, especially with talking to American comics, but this this sort of forced downtime, but a lot of comics find it hard to, write new material even if there's stuff that's been sort of on the back burner for you that you've wanted to work on it's tough for a lot of people to go out there and write and create new stuff when you can't just be out on stage just honing it i mean it doesn't even have to even open mics even the worst open mics sometimes it's literally just about getting there and physically just saying this stuff into a mic for the first time and starting to work it out did you find this whole downtime to be a writing period for you or did you just sort of put everything on pause yeah, I just, I put everything on pause, I'll be honest. Like I, I, there's two reasons for that. I think the first one is that um, I have a podcast, um, Blocked Party, that's fairly, you know, fairly successful and we do seven episodes a month. So um, I feel like that kind of scratches the itch for me a little bit. It's probably similar to you at the radio show, you know, at least you're talking about comedy and you're being funny on air and, you know, it, it does, it's not the same as doing live shows, but it scratches the itch a little bit, uh, I find, which, which is nice. Um, and then the other reason is just that, uh, like, you know, if, if people out there listen to the album or whatever, you'll find, like, I'm mostly just a observational light humored kind of guy. So, you know, when all of this, uh, when all this stuff is going on and the world feels like it could collapse at any moment, I don't know that people are really ready for me being like, uh, oh, so I went to McDonald's and they screwed up my order. And uh, can you even believe this? Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, it's just the, the kind of jokes that I write, uh, I feel like are not, <laughs> are not exactly what maybe people are looking for right now. Yeah, I guess it's true. And I mean, and you're in an interesting place too. I mean, you were before all this because the balance between, you know, you, you're, you're a working comic. You're also a teacher part of the time. So, I mean, those are two very interesting night and day sort of sides of the same coin to begin with. Now coming out of this pandemic, both of those careers are going to look drastically different. (laughs) Yeah. Teaching is already, uh, is already pretty wild. Um, BC has mostly adopted a, a hybrid model where, um, students are in school for half of the day and then they're doing online learning for the remaining half. Um, I'm a substitute teacher, so it's been kind of nice for me because I've sort of been able to, you know, pick and choose where and when I'm working and I, I haven't had to, you know, I, I haven't had to get too crazy with everything yet, but it's definitely, things are starting to pick up, teachers are starting to be away uh, sick and so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's crazy for everybody and it's crazy for us as comedians. It's crazy for me as a teacher. It's just, everything is an adjustment now. And I think that's what, what you're finding and you just have to, there's no choice. You just have to do, you have to do it the way it's being done essentially. <laughs> and I think for you and getting back to the podcast thing too, I mean, we were talking to Carmen Lynch about this earlier, you know, in the, in the sort of the throughout the two thousands and into the 2010s, podcasts sort of blew up and became this new sort of 
calling card for comics. And I think I think podcasts were, for the most part, really responsible for what became this sort of stand-up boom again, where stand-up became a thing to go out and watch again. I mean, this is way before Netflix specials even. And then it got, in a way, sort of oversaturated. Do you think that during COVID, with all these people being sort of this built-in at-home audience looking for content, do you think that's made, like, a renewed interest in this? I mean, your, your following has continued straight through anyways. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, Dean. Uh, we we noticed, and and a lot of people did too, when the pandemic and and the forced quarantine and everything first happened. Um, podcast listening was actually way down, um, and you'd you'd think it'd be the opposite, like oh, everybody's at home now, and they you know they they've got time to consume this content. But I think what you know what you realize is podcasts are still being consumed in a way that a lot of people consume radio shows, which is they listen to it on their commute or when they're at work. And so when all of a sudden you've got the whole everyone in North America not working and not commuting, uh, you know, podcast listening kind of dropped off. And so we noticed that. Uh, I know a lot of other podcasts that we're friends with noticed the same. Um, but now it's like steadily starting to climb back up as people go back to work. And, and yeah, maybe they're just looking for more laughs in their life. They're, they're like, you know, it's been two months and I haven't laughed for some <laughs> time. You know, maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe I'll check out this podcast I've been meaning to get to for the last little while. But yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely, I think one, yeah, one thing that's really nice is just, you know, being able to create as a, as a comedian and have that outlet, even if no one's listening to it. I think that's, that's the nice part about, about all of that stuff. Yeah. Just to be able to still reach out to that audience. And like you said, you're not on stage every night. So being able to still use that part of your brain and just tap into that side and, and, purge it out I think right now uh, anyways we're going to come back with more John Collin out in Vancouver we'll be right back with more Inside Joke Hi my name is Elvira Kurt and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640 it's the first time I haven't been interrupted Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And, of course, we're talking to John Collin out of Vancouver, whose second stand-up album, Long Stories for No Reason, rolls out this October 18th on Comedy Records. So, John, we were talking before the break. You recorded this album literally right before, like a week before the entire planet imploded on itself. Uh, maybe the last comedy album ever recorded. Who knows? Who's to say? <laughs> It'll go down. And it's, that's what I should yeah. have named it. I should have named it the last comedy album ever recorded. <laughs> you know, maybe this will be like, it's going to be like a time capsule for either future generations or whoever finds this planet once we're done with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll go, what is, what are airlines? Yeah, exactly. This is the stuff we cared about before the world collapsed. And you were talking earlier, too, about how, I mean, a lot of what you do is like picking apart those small things in day-to-day life and your own observations. And obviously, everybody's in this weird sort of stasis right now where we're all stuck in this bizarre world of like, I'm lining up with a mask on to buy a bag of milk. And that's and everybody on the planet is having the same shared experience. For you, for this album, I mean, how much of a snapshot is this going to be of like, even though this is really at the beginning of the year, it feels like a totally different time. Like, it feels like we're so accustomed to whatever the heck we're stuck in right now. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I am definitely curious once it comes out uh, how people are going to receive it. Like I, I think that you know we're not we're only six or seven months removed from this, so I'm hoping people still remember the before times. Uh, I mean, that's <laughs> what I'm really going for here. But um, yeah, it is interesting. You know, I, I do wonder about that, but I but I also wonder if in in some ways. Um, it, it'll be good for people, you know, that people will, will listen to it and it will bring them some form of, I don't know if nostalgia, I don't know if you can have nostalgia for like eight months ago, but it does feel like we've lived a decade in the last eight months. So maybe people do have nostalgia for back then, but that's kind of what I, you know, I think what I would hope is that, you know, people would listen to it and, and, you know, obviously enjoy it and laugh, but also just think like, Hey, you know what? It was nice for 40 minutes that I didn't think about COVID or I didn't think about what's going on with my job situation or, or whatever, because yeah, I, I definitely don't talk about it at all on the, on the album in, in any way, shape or form. So it'll be interesting, but I, I hope, and I think people will like it because of that. I think it's totally true. I mean, cause we've all been stuck in this same exact cycle for this entire time. And I mean, you really, really can't. I mean, we're talking to Carmen Lynch about this. I mean, there's a major U.S. election going on right now, which normally would be crammed down everybody's throats, even for the most part, that has taken a backseat. I mean, everywhere you look is just COVID, 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 with like the odd forest fire or or protest <laughs> peppered in for taste, you know. So, I mean, I think people do need a bit of just being able to step out of that and just laugh and sort of regroup again and and not be stuck in that news cycle uh so john when this album comes out it of course is rolling out from our friends at uh, comedy records on october 18th so where can people uh find long stories for no reason uh yeah so it comes out october 16th uh which is a friday and it's um yeah it'll be anywhere you get your music or you get your comedy albums spotify apple music pandora all those places and um yeah check it out uh it would mean a lot to me and and i think you'll like it all right, John Collin, thanks so much, man. Everybody check out that album, and we're just glad to hear that shows and clubs are, are happening again out on the West Coast, and we'll just we'll see what happens. Hopefully 2021 is a different year, but who knows? <laughs> Thank you again, yeah, John. No uh, my, my fingers are crossed. Thanks, Dean. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Thank you again, John, and, of course, everybody check out Long Stories for no reason, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, Dean. Take care. That's our show. Thank you again, of course, to Carmen Lynch out in New York and hoping that those Mecca comedy clubs open up sooner rather than later. But we'll, we'll just like everything else this year on the planet, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. And of course, John Collin out in Vancouver with his new album, Long Stories for No Reason. And it is good to hear here in Canada, out on the West Coast, that the live shows and clubs are happening again and things are sort of opening up again. Right, Vince? We'll just, like I said, we'll play it by ear and see what happens, but at least there's new albums, there's podcasts, there's digital festivals, there's stuff happening. I love how John said that we have, like, a Canadian COVID. Like, it's very, it's very polite amidst this, you know, terror and, you know, destruction of the world. But, you know, up here in Canada, it's like, you know, we both say sorry. It is. We've had a very quaint, <laughs> we've had a very quaint, quaint pandemic. That's what I always like to tell our American guests, our American listeners, is just, it's really just one big Minnesota up here. That's basically what it is. Um, I know, but then we kept the car, and it's like, the world is on fire! My apartment's burning down! It, it really is. I mean, it's nice to see this stuff happening again, but I mean, you know, with the underlying pandemic and just everything else this year, it seems like literally every day there's something else new thrown into the thrown into the garbage fire. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but hey, I love it. 
iTunes albums that people could check out. So there you go. And of course, uh, so that's Carmen Lynch and John Collin. Check out their albums, Vertically Obese. And of course, Long Stories for No Reason, which is rolling out uh, with Comedy Records. And don't forget, you can check out... And they both have podcasts. uh, So you can check out uh, Octopod. Human, or sorry, Human Centipod is Carmen Lynch's, which actually I love that title. And then John Collins' podcast, which has been going strong for years and still going through this pandemic and building an audience. So check out those, check out their albums. And also don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes from season five right back to the very beginning on Global News Online. That's our show. We'll be back next week. See you guys. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Carmen Lynch. So I'm trying to create goals in my life. So I go to a psychic and she tells me my future and then I have goals. to a psychic she was like I see you in Europe and I was like okay (laughs) and the next day I bought a ticket and I was like oh my god she's really good (laughs) so I went back to the psychic and she's like you're getting married and I was like I am who is it and she said I don't know but you've already met him so now every guy I know who's nice to me I think might be the one Like, I went to the deli, and the deli guy put extra turkey in my sandwich. And I was like, is there something else you want to say to me? I asked my last boyfriend if he'd want to have kids. That's a really hard question to ask a man, because you guys feel like we're putting pressure on you. So you have to ask very carefully. So I was like, would you ever love a child with my face on it? as a comedian, you come up with a joke while you're having sex. (laughs) It's not about the sex or the person you're with. It's just when your brain is like, hey, I just thought of something funny. (laughs) But you can't write it down because that would be rude. (laughs) So you have to wait until the sex is over, but then you might forget the joke. So the best thing to do is to think of a key word that reminds you of the joke, and then you can write it down later. But then the guy's like, how does that feel? And you're like, old people. (laughs) 